Hey everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the second episode of Baggage from 2F. We Woo! are officially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, and Castos. Uh, yes, but I don't think anybody listens from that. Okay, well, gotta give a shout out. Um, if there is a podcast platform that you prefer and we're not streaming on, I guess we just assumed Apple and Spotify were the two major ones. Let us know. We'll try to get on there. Um, we just wanted to start by saying thank you to all the support that we've been getting. Thank you to everyone who's reviewed, who's given us advice, feedback. Um, and if there's anything you want to say or maybe questions you want answered, let us know. We have an Instagram that you can follow. Send us messages through. The right kinds of messages, please. Yes. No, please. No dick pics unless we solicit them. Yeah, unless we solicit them. Great. <laughs> All right. Um, now let's get into today's episode. Okay, guys. So today we are going back in time to a land far, far away called high school. Yes. <laughs> the moment that Maya's eyes locked with mine. <laughs> And we fell in love. And I thought, oh my god, I need to be best friends with your best friend, not you. (laughs) Yeah. That's how life works. So our high school had a terrible scheduling system. Yes. And so because of our guidance counselor, I met Maya in my freshman bio class. Yes. Yes. They should have put me in bio my freshman year, and it was my sophomore year, so I had to go kind of I was with all sophomores no I'm sorry I was with all freshmen yeah and I was a sophomore yeah yeah and so we met like that um we had a mutual friend which Maya actually thought she would get closer to yes for sure I was like who is this quiet bitch giving me I was the quiet bitch (laughs) still am the quiet bitch (laughs) with the nice smoker voice yes I love Um, it well, that's what happens when you smoke black tar heroin for eight years. Fuck. You've been withholding from me. Jesus. I roofie you first, and then I'll oh, smoke yeah. you up. God, that's a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met in high school, and then once call, Well, actually, you got me my first job at that thrift yeah. store. Yeah, so I wanted to work one summer, and I was... I was 16, and I got a job in a thrift store on the Lower East Side. Of course. Like a boss-ass bitch. And like the hipster scum that you were yes. in your jelly sandals. Yeah, it doesn't count if I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to go work at a restaurant instead. So I needed coverage. And that's where little old Julieta, who was only 15, came I in. I was 14, actually. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And she got the job. And then later on... When I worked at this restaurant for a few years, and Julietta actually worked at a restaurant too at this point, Julietta came in and got me a job at the restaurant. So that I was working at. Yeah, so so I got her a job at the store, and later on, like four years later, she got me a job at the restaurant. Yeah, so our lives have pretty much crossed paths. Come full circle. <laughs> numerous times. It's really like our timelines are just so in sync. Yeah, and now we just force our timelines together by yeah. living together and yeah. doing everything together. Right, but before <laughs> we moved in together, we were actually both living with our ex-boyfriends. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> I think both Maya and I, we moved in with our exes when we were 18, right? Yep, 
first yeah. year of, of uh, college. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I was going into my second year of college when I met my ex. Mm-hmm. And after a few dates, it was just sort of convenient. Yeah. And even though I had my own place that I was renting at the time in, like, a shared apartment, um, it was just, I don't know, I guess out of sheer convenience that I started living with my ex. Yeah. And you had an apartment at that time, too. You had yeah. a room. You had a room yeah. on Flatbush in Brooklyn, and you, like, weren't there. Like, you were paying for it, right. but you were just, because this guy's apartment was, like, three blocks from your job, you would just always be there. Right. I think that pretty much sums up living with your partner in New York. It's just out of convenience. A lot Um, of the time. Yeah, and I paid rent on that place for, I think, probably nine months, and I wasn't there at all. What did people say to you when you, like, wanted to move out with your boyfriend? Like, when you wanted to go live with him or get your first apartment? Because after that's like his place you guys mm-hmm. went and got your own place together yeah, yeah so like what were people saying to you because i know when i finally moved out of my parents house and we went to get our own apartment like people were really against it really yeah i didn't know that yeah that's interesting you know my parents well only my mom knew mm. um she wasn't against at all but i think that's more because you know when she was my age she was married already Mm -hmm. so I think because both of our moms were immigrants like they just had a head start on life yeah Um, mom was the opposite though really yeah my mom also she got married at 21 and I think because she went through that and like her divorce and all that she was like well she was kind of like upset but okay with it my dad was the one who was like you're wasting your money Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think my friends definitely were like, are you sure about that? Like, you're not going to have, like, much space once you do officially move in together. Yeah. But I guess because we were living together by default in his studio for a long time. Right. The most opposition I actually got, and this is the irony now, was not from people my own age when I was 18. It was from older people mm-hmm. who I was working with in a restaurant. Me too. It was people... we had the same coworkers. <laughs> no, no, no. This is before that, when I worked at the other restaurant. Oh, right, yes. right. I had, like, coworkers all in, my, all in their late 20s and, like, early 30s, and, and they were just like, this is not really... Like, they were talking behind my back, and I was getting very upset and, like, feeling like a victim and, like, kind of being a little, like, defensive and, like, you know, a little passive-aggressive with them. And they just, like, were, like, this is, like, it's too early. Because I had been dating him for five months. It wasn't even my age. It was the fact that we'd been dating for, like, four or five months. Mm-hmm. What was your age difference? Well, <laughs> at the time, I was 18 and he was 25. So seven years. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was 18 and he was... He was, I like, 26. Yeah. yeah. Right, because you're one year older than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It sounds almost creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, looking back now, I mean, I wish I could go back and tell myself, don't do it. But also, like, I don't regret it. I don't regret it because the timing worked out perfectly for you and I to move in together. Especially once COVID happened. That's not the only reason, though. Like, okay, here's my my double-edged sword. One... There was a moment, like, my sophomore year of college, like, I was already a year into living with my partner, 
that I went to go visit my friend. Oh no, wait, that was freshman year. So I only had been living with my partner for a few months and I went to go visit her on campus. She had a dorm and everything. And I was mm-hmm. so jealous of like that lifestyle. I'm like, should I transfer? Mm-hmm. Should I live? You know, like I was so, yeah, like it threw me off. And so like, I definitely feel like for a long time I've had like, I would have like some regret or like thoughts about like, oh, there are kids who are just off at school and all they do is school and party. They don't have to work. They don't have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like it pushed me to be a more ambitious person. Mm-hmm. It pushed me to realize like, I don't want to wait tables to pay my rent and make a living. I want to do well in school, get a good job and be able to provide for myself. It like pushed me. It gave me a taste of the real world. Mm. What do you think? How did you do the same thing for you? Well, I think, you know, dorming is such a different experience from moving out of mm-hmm. your parents' house and into a rented apartment in the city. Yeah. Um, because I sort of think dorming is like a pseudo quasi adulting. Like, yeah. You're still under the watch of like a giant institution. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do everything you want to do. And there are certain factors in place that make your life easier, like the cafeteria. I didn't go away for college, so I don't... This is everything I've watched on Gilmore Girls. I witnessed it. I (laughs) I visited, like, I understand, like, and it's great in one sense because there was an amazing cultural environment, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could, like, you could go out on the weekend and, like, there would be six different events you could go see. Mm -hmm. You could always be meeting new people and networking between, like, universities and campuses, whereas, like, I had to, like, go to school, go to work. And, like, that was it. I didn't have time to, like, go to parties once I moved in. We also did go to commuter college. There weren't that many parties. A four-year, though. A four-year. Yeah. Um, But, yes, I see what you're saying. Um, I definitely think it made me grow up quicker. And I think that my peers Mm -hmm. in my classes definitely didn't understand where I was coming from. Your struggle, yeah. And I think that for them, their top priority was school, whereas for me, my top priority was school, but I had to share that spot with paying rent, paying bills. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't like I could just not go to work one week, you know, to, like, study or something. I had to right. prioritize, well, manage my time. Right. That was always like that. It's like I had to make a choice sometimes when, like, finals came up or I had papers due where it's like okay well this week I'm just not going to be mm-hmm. able to work and make money and that's a sacrifice I'm gonna have to make and mm-hmm. I was good about always putting like school first but sometimes you couldn't get coverage for work right sometimes like restaurant jobs don't work like that if you're sick you have to go I mean, right this is pre-covid of course <laughs> but <laughs> like if you're yes. sick you have to go in you don't have an option and like I, I almost lost my job one time because I gave my boss a week's notice that I couldn't do something for an acting gig Mm-hmm. for a show at school and he was like that's unacceptable you're coming in and then the day of I was just like I can't do it like I have to pick myself in school right. over that right. and he I mean he he started the motions to fire me so see that's another thing is when you're prioritizing school and work there's rarely any time for extracurriculars mm-hmm. and so I remember always feeling like a failure because I saw my peers getting these internships yeah. that were unpaid mm-hmm. and I didn't have the luxury of even applying to an internship yeah. that I knew would be unpaid and I did do two unpaid internships 
Um, thankfully, our, our my school program refunded me on one of them. Right. But, no, it's brutal. Like, it was close to impossible to do it. It was so frustrating, you know. And then, I don't know, people will be like, oh, but you did that to yourself, you know. But it's like, I don't know. I wish someone had said something to me mm. when I was younger. I don't know. There was, like... So when I moved out during COVID and lived with my parents, mm-hmm. so I was out, I was with my parents for six why did, months. Why did you move out? Uh, well, I broke up with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so fucking done. Okay. I don't care who hears it. <laughs> I was so done. Uh, I was tired of raising a man seven years older than me. So anyway. Ain't that the truth. No need to bash. Like, great person, but it just is what it is. Um... Yeah, I I was so ready. So I I actually moved out right before COVID hit. So I got lucky. I moved out in January or February and I went to live with my parents. And it was like for six... And I still worked, but it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Like I didn't have to work Mm -hmm. to live. Like I could just focus on school and work was just me putting money in the bank. Right. Saving. Yeah. I had freedom. Like, I don't know. And it was just nice to have like a taste of that. And I'm glad I got a taste of that as well as a taste of, like, what the real world is like at the same time, you know? Right. I don't know. Would you move in with a partner again after having lived with a partner and having broken up? (sighs) It's a hard question. Yeah. So we asked our – before we answer this, we asked our uh, Instagram followers this question. Well, we actually asked my Instagram followers this question – um, so we asked, would you move in with a partner before being engaged? And 80% of you, 49 people said yes. And 20% of you, 12 people said no. So here's the thing. The 12 people who said no were all women. That's just something we noticed that was interesting. Mm. Um, what do you think about that? You know, I think if I had never lived with my partner my answer would automatically be, of course, I'd live with my partner before mm-hmm. we were engaged. Yeah, that was I was wondering, too, if these people actually lived with, like, people before. Yeah, I think it always depends on the relationship. Yeah. Um, I think if you just know to your core that someone is right and you know that that person feels the same way about you, then I think it can work. But I think especially for our age Mm -hmm. the age that we were 18 is too young for like that to happen yeah um and I think that now having gone through what I went through I would not move in with a partner before we were engaged I wish I would have had like my own place or like a place with someone else right it made me feel stuck Mm -hmm. like I felt like I couldn't leave my partner because like I had a whole apartment and life with them yeah like it felt like we were pretty much married yeah, and that's you know? that's the thing. That's like, too much for an 18-year-old. It's too much for an 18-year-old. It's also too much for anyone, I feel like, mm-hmm. under 25, because you're not necessarily thinking about marriage is the next step in the next two years, right? And then you're in this relationship, and the only reason that you're trying to make it work instead of finding a partner that maybe is more right for you mm-hmm. is because you've created this home with them, and you have this space and you have responsibilities that you share that are larger than, like, just your love for each other. And it becomes easier to stay than go. Yes. And you end up creating a bond, even if you don't love them as much, like, as a partner or, like, as a mm-hmm. future husband or wife or whatever. 
you have this roommate bond. Mm-hmm. You have this family bond. You're so comfortable around each other. Yeah. You're like, I'm so comfortable. Maybe I'm not as happy as I could be, but like, I'm so comfortable. Why would I leave? And if you're not smart about it, that bond can be- become codependent very easily. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think about... So we got 80% yes. So, I mean, we talked about that. I mean, that's so interesting to me. But yeah, I, I think the results might be different if we had asked, like, if you already moved in with someone, would you do it again? I'm not ready until I'm engaged again at this point. Yeah. I would do it once engaged just because I know, like, right. you're. The, I think you're, the, like, that's me saying, like, I think you're the person for me. You think you're the person for me. Let's right. do it. Right. We're going to be together forever, so why not move in together? Right. I also think just in general, it's space is so necessary in a relationship mm-hmm. because through that space, you you just get the chance to miss your partner. And then once you see them, it's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in like a while. I have all these things to say to you. Yeah. You know, it never gets boring in that way. Right. I will say, although I was bored in my first relationship, I will say that like the right person or a good partner you don't usually get, like, tired of them. There's no such thing, in my opinion, when you really, like, truly are meant for someone. I think that mm. you're able to just be in the same space all day and be okay. And it's okay to have boundaries and not be like that as a person. But, like, in the past, I've been able to do that and just do my own thing. And, like, we didn't have to, like, talk. And we mm-hmm. coexisted. Right. And, and like, that's what I... awkward. Right. That's what I look for in the future. Whereas I've had, like, less time with other people. And it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that as long as each person is also making time for themselves and making time to hang out with their friends that's so important I think in my past relationship I definitely wasn't good at prioritizing spending time with my friends yeah yeah me neither yeah I almost never saw my friends and I think for people who are you know 18 19 20 that's so important to network too yeah because like, whereas you might break up with your partner, your friends from college generally stick around for the rest of your life. Amen. And, <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, what do you think is the right age to move out? So, we also did this as a poll. Hello, hello. Are you surprised? <laughs> so, we polled, pandemic aside, what is the ideal age to move out of your parents' place? We got mixed answers on this one, guys. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to read these results, Julieta? So... I would if I could read them. Um, (laughs) So as soon as financially possible was... These aren't percentages. Why are you a hater? Okay, (laughs) 20 people responded. No, 24. Because you added four responses. Oh, yeah, you're right. Whoops. (laughs) Please hold technical difficulties. So eight out of 24. That's a third. So 33% of people... That's an engineering for you. So 33% of people said as soon as financially possible. Mm -hmm. Um, A sixth of people said 18 years old. That's interesting. Um, About a third said 21 to 23. And then an eighth said 24 or older. Guys, you just made up uh, fractions and fractions on the spot. I hope you fucking know that. That's crazy. <laughs> the next time I interview for an engineering job, I'm going to have them listen to this Be like, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my Bachelor of Science is useless. Because that really... 
So clearly the least thought answer is 24 and older. Yeah, that's like the cutoff. No, most people are like, no. Right. Um, I The majority is 21 to 23, so I guess post-undergrad. Yeah. Which I would agree with. Well, no. I wouldn't agree with that. I would say move out at 18. Move out at 18, but don't... I mean, oh, I don't know. What do you think? It's difficult, right? Because... Yeah. I don't know if I would want my kid to go through what I went through. Yeah. Having to work and go to school at the same time. But at the same time, would I give that up for anything? No. I'm very proud of the fact that I did that and that I'm doing that. And I think I definitely matured quicker because of that. You're more independent. More independent. um, Also just self-sufficient. Um, I think if my 18-year-old was like, I'm going to go move somewhere, I'm going to get a room somewhere, but I'm not going to have a partner, I'd be like, yes, do it. If they were like, I'm moving in with a partner, I'd be like, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think if you're moving in with roommates at 18, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I'm not paying for that shit. They're paying for it. If they want to do it, they have to pay for it. Otherwise, 21, like, they can, you know. Right. Right. A lot of people put, a lot of people put in their, like, comments, they put, as soon as financially possible. What does that mean, though? Well, I remember when I was trying to find a place, one big thing that kept getting in the way was credit score. Because I was looking mm-hmm. when I was 17. Um, and I didn't have a credit score yet. Yeah, so, I used my partners. Yeah. So, that's big. I think, also, you should have a savings, because mm-hmm. you need to have, you need to put down a security deposit. You can pay for movers, you need to get furniture, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to find an amazing landlord. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> but she's now one of my closest friends, and I'm so happy with like the way that things worked out. Um, but yeah, I think not a lot of 18-year-olds are financially ready to move out. Yeah. Right. It kind of fell into place for us. Like, we already mm-hmm. had the job, then we found the partner, and we found the place. You know? It kind of worked out in a way. But I think anyone, if they want to be ready to move out, they can be. If you're 18 and you're in college and you want to move out, you absolutely can do that. Even right. New York City, which is super expensive, you can you can get a job, part-time wait, waiting job. I mean, I don't know how it was COVID-wise, but <sighs> COVID it's, aside. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. You can do anything you want to, you know? Right. I think at the same time, you have to be ready to make some sacrifices. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I wouldn't say 100% of people are willing to do that. And at the same time, if you have a fantastic relationship with your parents and they're open for you to stay with them till you're 21, it might be a good idea to just, you know, get a job while you're in college and save all that money for four years. Mm-hmm. For when you graduate. Yeah. My because dad's, that'll be a great safety net. Right. My dad was like, don't move out. Like, save your money. Yeah. Like, don't, you know. And yeah. even when I got this place with you a few months ago, he was like, no, no, keep saving it. You know. And I, I do have, I save money. Like, I'm big on that. But it's risky. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard. Mm-hmm. I think about how much money I could have saved in rent over the past four years. Oh, my God. So much. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for, like, the yeah. sanity that I can have and the peace 
Absolutely. I, I had no peace living with my parents the last, like, those six months. It was awful. Like, no, I mean, no, it was not awful. <laughs> if you're listening, I am so grateful for the rent-free accommodation, for, like, the food and the entertainment and the fights and the drama. I loved yes. it. Putting up with her not doing the dishes. Yeah, apparently I'm the messiest person in the world. <laughs> um, I didn't know that one. It's okay, because you found the second messiest person Aww, in the world to babe. room with. <laughs> but but if yeah. you come to her apartment, it's actually a mess. <laughs> yes, but it's okay. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful mess like yes. us. <laughs> yes. But um, I, yeah, it was, as someone who had been independent already, it was really hard living with, like, my parents and, like, having to follow their rules. Like, I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm used to having no right. schedule, no rules. That was very weird. Right. And, and then I had you to went back to that. Yeah, and I had to, you know, that's a choice that I made to get out of a relationship and to get out of my situation, you know, and I don't right. regret it. Right. Do you feel like your relationship went on longer because you were living together? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. At least like a year. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. were just very good at coexisting, you know? Right. We were just so comfortable. So. Yeah, I agree. I was actually talking to my ex about this, and Mm -hmm. it really did make it so hard to break up just living together because we would break up, and then we would have this immense talk of closure, Mm -hmm. and then, like, so many burdens and emotions would be lifted off of our shoulders that we would actually be communicating so well, and that would trap us into thinking, like, maybe we should be staying together. Yeah. And then we'd continue the relationship, even though... We knew we weren't the right people for each other. Right. Right. For me, it was like, fight, 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 go to sleep, wake up next to each other, okay. Right. And I always tried to fight, tried to fight before bed, like, not not to, like, sleep on it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I don't hold a grudge, and it's even harder to hold a grudge when you're next to a person. Right. And you sleep with them, and you wake up to them. It's really hard. Right. You know. But, so I guess, like, all in all... If I had someone to give, if someone was to give me advice when I was younger, it'd be like, it'd be what I already heard. <laughs> it would be yeah. for someone to grab me by the fucking collar and say, delve in of a partner. But I also have no regrets. But, you know, just take our advice with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah. Maybe. So. Uh... I would say, don't do it until you're <laughs> engaged because. I remember I made you read that book, The mm-hmm. Defining Decade. Yep. Still reading it. I'm rereading it right now. Are I'm you? crazy. Yeah. It's I'm... such a good book. It's by Meg Jay. And she talks about how every decision that you make in your 20s ends up affecting the rest of your life. Yep. And there's one chapter that I read when I was with my ex. And she talks about partners who move in together before... Engagement. Before engagement, but also before they, like, are 100% sure that they want to marry the person yeah. in the first place. Yep. And she said that, what was it? It was, like, people end up breaking up. Yep, or they end up, like, wasting time. Right. Like, people get comfortable, and they just, like, spend years and years, like, in that situation. Right. And then things never, like, go to the next level because like you're just buying time like right. you're not actually you don't actually want to marry this person right. because you're not sure but also a breakup after a while a breakup seems so drastic mm-hmm. you change know? is hard yeah um right. but she said that partners who wait till engagement to move in together tend to stay together longer Yep. because that commitment's been made right yeah i agree that happened to you in your relationship because it happened in mine where like my partner was like 
marriage. And of course he had his own personal views. But I think once we moved in, it was easier to just be like, yeah, maybe one day. Mm. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm glad things didn't go that far, but. Right. What about you? Was marriage on the table for you? Um, in the beginning. Look at that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I think after, it's funny, once we officially signed a lease together, that's when things started going downhill, I think, because the realness of it set in, and we were like, wait a second, I'm not 100% positive that I see a future with this person. Even though they were, he was a great guy, it just, my gut told me he wasn't the guy for me, but the paperwork was already yeah, 100% done, you know? And that definitely locks you in. And for that reason, I would say don't. Because you also take away a certain spontaneity from the relationship, too. Yeah. And I found out things about my partner. Like, I didn't... It's also about, like, time-wise, too. We moved in, like, five months in together. That's also a bad idea. Don't move in with someone only five months after knowing them. (laughs) You're, like, still in the honeymoon phase. That's stupid. Or at least you should be. Like, I thought... That my partner was one way, and then I moved in with him, and I found out something completely different. Mm-hmm. I found out that he wasn't this or wasn't that, and he was this and was that, and just like, and I felt like lied to, and like I had to adjust to these things now because I was stuck. Right, right. So, you know, bittersweet, bittersweet. Mm-hmm. I wish you know, I it's sad looking back thinking of like an eighteen year old Maya. Like I doing those things like I feel so vulnerable thinking about it but I also feel like a boss ass bitch so mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in my life I'm like geez 22 it's been four years yeah I mean I've met people who are 28 who are just just like levels more mature than I am you know yeah yeah that's another thing if you move in with someone if there's a big age difference between you and the person you move in with, your partner, be aware that if you're young, like 18 to 22, and they're in like their over late 20s, 25. Yeah, yeah, 25 or older, there's like at least like a like six, seven year age difference, that person, like you might be thinking, oh, I'm dating an older man to meet my emotional maturity. But you have to see it on, on the other way too. Yeah. And see it long term too, because in two or three years, you'll be so much more mature than they are possibly. Right, right. Like there's a reason that that 27, 28, 29 year old is dating someone your age. Yeah, yeah. And generally women mature quicker, but I wouldn't say that that age difference makes it okay. Because you're also at completely different places in your life. Yeah. You know? They or have at no least excuse. You should, be. you should be, exactly. And if they're at the same stage as you are, that's a red flag. Or an orange flag. I'd say that's a red flag. That's a red, yeah. If they're if they're seven years older and they're yeah. like also like finally gonna move out of their parents' house and you wanna move out of your parents' house, it's also a mi- mismatch of like ambition there. Right. And independence needs and to goals. Qu- to quote Florence Given, Ooh. stop raising him, he's not your son. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think if he's on your maturity level as an 18, 19-year-old, what's going to happen is you're going to take on the role of a parent for that person. And that's a lot of emotional baggage to take on as someone who is still developing. Like, your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Mm -hmm. And we're probably going to be different people when we're 25. 
you know? Yeah. So, moral of the story, I'd say wait. I'd say if you know the person is for real, then they'll be there in four years to pop the question, and then you guys can move in together. Just wait. Yeah. Or give it a year or two before you move, at least, at least before you move in together. Just give it more than six months like I did. That would yeah. be nice. <laughs> I would be happy if you did that. <laughs> Let um, her know how that works out. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Right? Um, we want to let you guys know that we're trying to do two sessions a week. So this is, even though this is coming out on a Monday, um, this is... Because like, we're poor time managers. <laughs> we're messy and we're behind. Because we're um, immature 21, 22-year-olds. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> it's because julietta might commit suicide before finals are over <laughs> julietta has finals i'm getting covid tested it's just always one thing after another really yeah um so yesterday was sunday right days so sunday <laughs> will be a coffee session so coffee sessions will be more serious more how would you describe them Jules? i'd say like this episode like not as many dick jokes yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, if you want the dick jokes, wait till Wednesdays mm-hmm, for when, our wine sessions. When we'll be doing wine sessions. Um, Which are more lighthearted, more fun. Yeah. You know, more sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Today we talked more about the serious stuff. Our, we also wanted to let you know about ourselves, um, but also we got into a little bit of research. Like, we hope to do that more on, like, the coffee sessions on Sundays, and the wine sessions will be... No, just, just if you a want free for all a free for all less structured yeah if you want to have a little fun crass <laughs> drink with us that works too yeah you can like drink every time i say fuck mm-hmm. that would like definitely get you going or drink every time i tell you something about my sex life that i shouldn't be <laughs> oh man the, we should be doing that too yeah i think the goal of, for this podcast for me is just how long can i do it until my dad finds it you know it's me like that with my Or own. how long can I do it until I find my dad? How long can I do it until I go out with someone and they hear it and they're like, I can't see you anymore, and they make up some excuse? But then at least you know that that wasn't the right person for you. That's true. Yeah. Because what you see, I mean, I'm very open, so like what they're getting right now is what they're getting. So like yeah. it's, there's, no, there's no smoke and mirrors, boys. This yeah, is it's me. just all hot garbage. It's all hot garbage sailor over here. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's go. Time. Let's go feed our cats or something. Yeah, yeah. before they eat us. Please. Right. God willing. All right. Peace out. Bye, y'all.